Hi, little D's. Welcome back to Barely Bearable. This is your host, Danny Romanello. I'm back, and I'm still coughing. I've had this cough for like three weeks now. My friend's son coughed in my face, and I think he gave me the plague. I mean, I feel fine, but it's just a lingering cough. So this is going to take me a minute to record this, because I got to keep <coughs> pausing. Like, just there, like mid-thought, I have to pause, cough, edit, or do it over. So, it's going to take a minute. Anyway, so they caught the Gilgo Long Island killer. I remember back in 2010, I want to say, I moved to New York City and we had a really bad hurricane. And a, a couple of weeks after that, all these bodies washed up and they were like, this is the work of a serial killer. And I, I remember that. And... I always thought, like, who did this? I know it has to be one person because they all came up at once almost. And um, I remember just always thinking about it. Every time I was in Jones Beach or driving to Long Island, thinking about who is this person, I always felt as if he were a cop, like in law enforcement, but I was wrong. He's in advertising. He's 6'4", Rex Heberman from Massapequa, Long Island. LOL. I'm only saying Massapequa like that because there was a commercial with William Shatner for, I think it was Priceline, and he says Massapequa. And every time I see Massapequa or hear it, I think of William Shatner saying Massapequa. Anyway, he's 59 and a creep. You could just look in his his photo and know that he's a creep. He just gives a creepy vibe. One of the um, news or one of the police officers was being interviewed and one of the news people were, they, they called him out and said, you referred to him as an ogre. <laughs> and the guy was like, yeah, I, yeah, I did. Because he's ugly. Well, anyway, this ugly man had 200, over 200 guns and over 200 gun permits. I don't really know what the permit thing means. Like, I guess you have to have a permit per gun. I don't know how that works, but that's a, that's a flag. That's a red flag, if anything. And, um, they interviewed one of, uh, they interviewed a girl that knew him and, she was always creeped out by him and she was in this like networking group and um, she ended up leaving and he called her and asked, you know, why did you leave? We got to talk and she just got creeped out. And the cra crazy thing was he had a wife and kids and he lived a normal job, normal life, owned his own business. And there was a YouTube video of him from a year ago. And I don't know what it was actually for, but they were interviewing him at his job. And he was like, the number one tool I always use is a cabinet hammer. It's a my trusty tool. And I'm curious if these women were killed by that. Um, they were, you know, severely decomposed. But, you know, they're, these medical professionals, it's crazy how they could just tell how the person died from abrasions of the bone to where the blood pooled. I mean, it's just, it's wild, but you know, that's what they do for a living. That's their, they're experts at it. But yeah, since he had so many guns and the police knew that, you know, he was a risk, they 
went to his job outside of his job and detained him. And he's like, fuck, you could just tell there's a surveillance video of it. But yeah, I always, um, this, this case always kept me up at night because I'm like, who, who did this and how have they gotten away with it? Don't get me started with the Zodiac killer. It bothers me. How did we not know? How did we not know? But yeah, this dude was a normal guy, family guy, like the BTK killer, and living a double life. And then apparently, they they obviously they interviewed the wife and the kids. And um, when all these women went missing, the wife just so happens to be out of town. I don't think she knew about it. I genuinely don't think she knew about it. But um, let's just say they're probably getting a divorce after that. Like, what do you do? You find out your spouse is a serial killer. That must be the most ickiest feeling. You know when you find out someone was in your room or something and they took something? It must feel like that times a million. Like, you fell in love with this person. This person you thought you could trust with your life. You find out that in his spare time, he kills sex workers violently. Oh, and then there's the the child pornography they found on his computer. And then he was into torture porn. I feel like if you're into torture porn, you have to have something wrong with you. And you have to have, you should be on some sort of list. And I, I don't like to judge people's fetishes. I don't, what is that saying? I don't like to yuck people's yums. But this torture porn is, that's questionable. That's there's something wrong with you. Like something had to have happened to you that you're into that. I'm curious if the wife knew he was into torture porn because I'm sure, I'm sure there were certain signs. There had to be, there had to be signs. And I'm curious if um, that happens. I follow the BTK killer's daughter on Instagram. She's a really interesting uh, story. You know, they caught her dad, who was a prolific, I can't talk, prolific serial killer back in Wichita, Kansas. He killed like 10 people and he killed some kids too. Anyway, um, she was 26 when he was incarcerated and um, she came out with a book talking about it and she reaches out to serial killers kids and she talks to them. But um, I have to read her book. I haven't read it. But um, she was talking about how, you know, these kids, their lives will be will change forever. And it's really sad. And um, obviously the wife and it's public. Their names are out there and I'm not going to mention their names. But what what do you do from there? I would leave the area. You have to leave the area. Change my I would change my name, change my profession and just try to live my life because that is just horrible, you know and that's her dad i'm sure she loves her dad and to hear that he was this monster man that's heavy the more i think about it like the i just get weirded out like i love my father he's like my best friend to find out that he's like a serial killer god forbid that's so scary a lot of stuff to talk about okay miranda lambert um, she's a country singer i don't know her i'm not trying to be mariah carey i just don't know country music and I, I've heard of her but I couldn't pick out what she looked like or a song or anything but anyway 
she was in the middle of her concert. She stops her concert to shame fans taking selfies with her. So she was on stage. The fans were in the front row. And the like the four or five people got up to take a quick selfie and they sat down. But in the middle of that, she shames them and says, put your phone away. She stops middle of the song. I don't know what song it was. And she says, can we stop really quick? And she goes, the girls in the front row are pissing me off with the selfie. And how mortifying is that? The whole audience is looking at all these these five girls. And how awful would you feel? And the the woman was interviewed, um, the fan, and she was like, we got up really quick, took a selfie. It was one of my favorite songs. And they sat down. And um, the selfie was actually a cool selfie. It's them and Miranda Lambert's in the middle of them. Like, they made a space. So when she took the photo, she was directly in the back. It was a cool photo. I'll give her that. And um, Miranda Lambert shamed them. Those are your fans. They're in the front row. I'd be mortified if Lana Del Rey did that to me. And um, the fan was asked if she would ever go back. And she said, I would never buy a ticket to that to her show again. Like, that's so embarrassing. But did they do this 50 times in the show? I don't know. From what I gather, it was one time and it was only for six seconds. Then people were like, well, they turned her, they turned their back on her. Yeah, they turned their back on her for a second to take a photo. I guess it can be distracting because you're in the front row. So I, I take that into consideration. And apparently, Miranda Lambert doesn't like photos. But you're in the business, my friend. Maybe mention in the beginning of your concert to not take photos until the very, very end. You know, but I thought it was wrong and she owes them big time. I think that's really shitty. Speaking of things that are really, really shitty. Actually, I take that back. This is not really, really shitty. I say go off. Anyway, Kylie Jenner and Jordan Woods were spotted together for the first time in four years. They were getting dinner together in L.A. at a sushi restaurant. If you remember, they stopped talking because Jordan Woods hooked up with Tristan Thompson Chloe Kardashian's baby daddy, which is insane to me, which is absolutely insane to me, which I get why she stopped talking to her. I mean, I would too, but I'm curious like how this happened. And obviously this is probably not the first time they met up. They probably met up in private at one point, but I, um, I mean, I, I get it. You want to forgive your friend. You, they, they've been best friends for so long, but, um, Man, I would be pissed if I was Chloe. I don't know how I would react because it's just like a slap in the face of all my relatives. And I don't know. But you know what? Go off. If you guys become friends, I, I'm here for whatever you guys decide. But um, I don't know if I could do that. I'm, in, I'm on the rocks right now with my best friend. She didn't invite me to her birthday party. And I'm literally livid. She claims, oh, I'm going in. I'm going in on this. She claims it was just her family and she invited two of her friends. And she was like, oh, I, I completely forgot. And my other friend wasn't invited either. So we were pissed over it. She was like, it was a last minute thing. I didn't think anyone would come. As of right now, I'm not working. I I talk to you on the phone every day. And 
I don't know. I was just, it was very distasteful. It was a dinner of ten. Anyway, I digress. I'm still pissed over it. Like, I have every right to be. Duh. Carrington. But then I remember one time I actually, I had a birthday dinner and it was actually very last minute and I didn't invite one of my sisters and I felt horrible because she was pissed at me. I, it just happened. It literally, I was supposed to get dinner with my friend and my dad and his wife. And then my sister was in the area and I told her and then it just happened. And my other sister lives like 40 minutes away and she has kids and it just literally happened and I I felt so bad and she was upset and I it literally was so last minute so maybe that is the the case but I don't believe it I call bullshit next thing I have is Ariana Grande and Dalton Gomez that's an interesting name are getting divorced after two years of marriage I feel like they got married after like less than six months of dating. I mean, I love Ari. I love Ari. I love Ari. But I just probably wouldn't have advised her to do that. Even my friends, I'm like, don't do that. Um, But I'm sure there was a prenup involved, so whatever. But I'm a product of divorce, so marriage to me is very serious. I have to be with you for... I want to be with you for at least five years before tying the knot and and I have to we have to live together too you know I need to know your annoying habits and you need you need (laughs) you need to know my annoying habits I have a lot of annoying habits and we have to go on several vacations together to know that you're the one and I'm the one and I got to meet your family several times you got to meet my family we got to get a cup and a couple of fights we got to make up all, all the stuff before we get married. There's a list. You, you got to do it. They say you 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 have to go on a on a vacation with someone to know who they really are. So I have annoying habits. I wake up extremely early on vacation, like 5 a.m. And I have ADD, so I have to constantly be doing something. Don't get me wrong. I can go on the beach and stuff, but let's just say I don't read on the beach. I go in the water. I, I'm not really I'm not a really I'm not really a beach person. Like I don't I mean that's fun to a certain extent, but I don't I can't do that for a whole vacation. I'm like a toddler. Feed me. <laughs> okay, my friends and I are divided on this. So long story short, as you know, I'm moving and in doing so I'm getting rid of a bunch of stuff. And I was like, let me get rid of some clothes. I have so many clothes that I don't wear. And I came across a shirt that I was like, I don't want this anymore. I was going to throw it out. Then I realized my two-night stand in L.A., if he's listening to this, I'm going to change his name. Hi, Eddie. Um, Eddie liked the shirt. And Eddie liked the shirt so much when we were naked, he tried on the shirt. And he was like, I love this shirt. This is a great shirt. I was like, yeah, it looks really good on you. He's tan and he looks good in the shirt. So I was like, I'm going to send it to him because I don't want to throw it out. And it's such a good quality shirt. Someone should enjoy it. So 
I was like, wait, I have his address. I found it in our Tinder messages. <laughs> and I I sent it and it took like three or four days and I, I got the tracking and it said it would arrive, I don't know, Wednesday. So I messaged him Tuesday night and I was like, hey, are you going to be home tomorrow? And he's like, yes, LOL. I was like, I'm under your bed. And he's like, I would love that. So it was a joke. I wasn't really going to be in L.A., but um, I just wanted to know because I know the package was being delivered. And I didn't tell him that I was sending him something. So then I sent it and um, he got it and he was very appreciative of it. And I was like, is this creepy? He's like, not at all. It's very thoughtful. And now that I say it out loud, I'm like, is it creepy? I don't think it's creepy. I think it's a nice gesture. We are friendly. We talk every other day, like just on Instagram, nothing crazy. Like we'll message each other about stuff or like, oh, this is funny. Look at this. So it's not like we don't talk at all. And um, it's a nice gesture. Is it creepy? Am I creepy? Am I clingy? No, I don't think I am. I think it's cute. It was nice. And he thought it was very sweet. Um, so there's that. I wish a guy sent me something. Oh, and know what I did because I'm a psychopath. This is a little creepy. I sprayed it with my cologne. That's right. I sprayed it with my cologne and he messaged me. He was like, this smells like you. It smells so fucking good. I'm like, I know. I know. Of course I know. I wish a guy sent me something. I think it's such a nice gesture. Okay. I digress. But, um. Thank you for not giving me an STD. <laughs> what am I doing with the show? How have I not gotten paid for the show? Maybe I keep getting demonetized. Tim Dillon is doing very well and he curses. He says really messed up stuff. He makes Tim Dillon, the comedian who I love. He's really offensive. He, this man makes a hundred over a hundred eighty thousand dollars a month with Patreon, with his podcast. I'm doing something wrong. Tim Dillon, come on my show, please. No, actually, I heard he makes $230,000 a month. This is with advertising on his podcast, and this is his Patreon. So two things in one. So $230,000. let us do the math. It's $2,760,000 for just podcasting. That's not his touring or anything or merch or stuff. Tim Dillon. I love him. Check him out at Tim Dillon on Instagram, on Facebook. Actually, I don't know if he's on Facebook, but he's a great podcast. He's really offensive. I mean, really offensive, but he's funny. But anyway, um, what are you guys doing October 24th? Let's see what day that is. Um, it's a Tuesday and it's actually the 43rd tuesday of 2023 if that makes sense and do you know the significance of that 43rd tuesday of 2023 oh you don't it's miss britney Spears. miss britney jean spears's book was released what am i saying her book is coming out that day and i'm so excited i already pre-ordered it on audible because you know i'm dyslexic and i can't read um so i ordered it but the dilemma is she may not be reading it. So I hope she does. I love an I love Audible because most of the time the author reads it. So like I I did Molly Shannon's book on Audible and she reads it and it's really good because like 
sometimes the author, like, I mean, she cries in some of it. And it was so emotional hearing Molly Shannon cry in her audio book. It made me cry several times. And I just feel like hearing them, it's like telling, it's like them telling their story to you, literally. So I really hope Britney Spears reads her own book. But um, I heard it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work reading your book. I know it sounds silly, but you have to have a certain pitch, a certain tone. You have to redo things. They they make you do it over. And it's it's not easy. And like I said, I'm dyslexic. So I'd be in the audio. I'd be in that, in that booth forever. It would take so long. And I, I forgot who was saying that it takes forever. Um, I don't remember who it was, but they said it's annoying. You have to be in the, you're in there for 10 hours a day reading your book. And at the end of the day, you're just sick of yourself. I'm already sick of myself doing this podcast. I'm like, I got to listen to myself again. And you know, there's audio engineers, so you don't have to listen to yourself, which is nice. But they're like, I don't like the way you said this word. Do it again. And there's someone just playing it back, listening to it over and over and over again. But anyway, regardless her book comes out that day, so I'm still going to be listening to it. I hope it's Britney Spears. If it's not, I was thinking, why don't they just do AI? An AI Britney Spears. No one would know. You know, we would know. We would know. We would know Britney Spears. We would know. But um, regardless, I'm so excited for this book to come out, and you should pre-order. Let's support our girl Brit, because, you know, her family took well, five... $600 million from her, we got to give her that back. We need to make Brit her money back. And I think she will on this book. And it's coming right before the holidays. And it's going to be the perfect gift for your local gay. Your local gay will love it. Imagine your local gay at a post office. You have a gay guy working in the post office. And you're like, hey, I bought this for you. And he's like, I'm not gay. It's like, we know you are. Here's the Britney Spears book. And he's going to thank you. And you're going to get your mail on time. <laughs> what? I digress. Also, do you think her family is going to move out of the country? They have to. They have to. Because after this book comes out, all these details, I want to know. Oh, my God. It's probably horrible what they've done to her. And, you know, and they stole money from her. They, you literally stole from your, your family member. It's awful. Your kid. Like her father, Jamie, ooh, he needs to never show his face again. But anyway, what's the next thing we have? So this is crazy to me that Gigi Hadid and her friend were going to the Cayman Islands and they were arrested at the airport for having marijuana and marijuana uh, devices, tools. I forgot how you say it. Like smoking stuff. What am I trying to say? Like pipe and stuff. Not utensils. Anyway, I sound like I'm high. Um, it's like, what are you doing? You're in a foreign country. You're not in the U.S. They could kind of do what they want with you. If they wanted to, they could make you stay in prison for 10 years. But since you're rich and white and famous, you only got a $1,000 fine. But it's just, I think of Brittany Griner. In Russia, I mean, Russia's a different story because Russia hates Americans, and we might have more pull, obviously, in the Cayman Islands, but still, like, you're in a foreign country. That's so stupid.
stupid. I don't feel bad for her, and I, I do like her, but it's like, what are you doing? Come on. that You have a kid, and we're not in the U.S. you got to take all this in consideration. That, that must have been so scary, though, being detained in a foreign country. Okay, I'm going to say it. Again, controversial. Controversial? I said it right. Don't question me. Um, Mark Zuckerberg. Hot. Okay, I, I take that. Okay. Mark Zuckerberg's body is hot. It's like he's ripped. He is like hairy chest. If you just cover the face, I'd be like, yeah. Like, who is this? Swipe right. Um, but if you're worth several, I mean, hundreds of billions of dollars, you should look like that. If I was worth several billions of dollars, like I said, I talk about this. I would have a personal trainer, nutritionist, a sassy gay man to follow me around to slap food out of my hand. Yeah, that's what you, that's what money buys. Buy sassy gay men to slap money out of your hand. I mean, slap food out of your hand. <laughs> don't be, don't be slapping money out of my hand. But anyway, he's looking good these days, and he better cut it out. Speaking of him, um, he came out with a new app called Threads, which is Twitter's rival, and people got it. I guess they got it to get off Twitter. I got it just to piss off, um, what's his face, Elon Musk, because he owns Twitter, and I'm like, I don't want to be part of Twitter, so... Threads need to they need to up their porn game because Twitter porn Twitter porn's great. I mean, obviously the best porn was from what's that place? Tumblr had great porn. They did. Tumblr porn was just like top tier, but now it's gone. So anyway, so Thread Threads needs to up their game. And I, I got Threads and I oh my god, I said tweeted. What do you call it then? You you posted they need to come out with a name because I just said tweeted, but um, apparently they they had like five million downloads in like a day or something ridiculous. It was the fastest growing app ever, and um, you know, you know Elon's not happy about it because Mark's here with his banging bod and his new app, and he's looking he's over there looking like a white refrigerator. <sighs> he's not happy about it. Aren't they supposed to fight or something? I heard that they're supposed to like fight in an octagon. I'm going to say it. You know Mark Zuckerberg is going to win that. He's from New York. He's from Westchester. They're scrappy. Scrappy do. And um, I think Mark is shorter than him. But regardless, he is muscular. And I hope Mark wins. Apparently, he's supposed to build a house in Westchester, like a mega mansion, like something that's like eight. I'm sorry, nine 90,000 square foot mansion, but that's, that's just rumors. Rumor. The strike continues, the writer's strike, and now the actors are on strike. It is crazy that they're not, that we're still on strike and I still am unemployed. So that's fun. And I, you know, I've been doing real estate on the side. I mean, doing, what am I doing? Nothing at the moment. You don't get paid till you sell something. And I have not sold anything yet so if you know someone that's buying that wants to buy sell or rent go ahead and dm me i need to do that so um 
there's that. And I mean, the strike is necessary. There's all these A-lister actors on strike. You could see them. They're in SAG. Hillary Duff was on the picket line. Um, Michael Imperioli. Uh, oh my God, there's so many. I'm drawing a blank. Bette Midler. All these A-list actors are in support because it's crazy that they don't get, I mean, regular actors. I mean, the people I mentioned are rich, famous actors. But the regular actors, if you appear in a show and you have a talking part, you don't get paid that much. I mean, you get paid then every time it streams, you get nothing. So one of the actors from Orange is the New Black, I forgot what her name was, but she was saying that, she got a check the other day for $27 for the show. And it's like a one of Netflix's top shows ever. And she gets she got $27. She I think she said she gets less than $100 a year for that show and she's a very recognizable person. Let me look her up. Leah Delaria. See, I forgot her name, but she's so recognizable. She has the short hair, piercing blue eyes. You would know her. Well, anyway, she lives in New York and um, she does not get paid that much. And she talks about how much she actually gets recognized versus how much she gets. It's She says it's, it's insane. So this is necessary. The owner of Disney, he makes like $30 million a year, I believe, or even more. And he was like, basically, I don't believe in the strike. It's crazy. Like, it's like, we need to pay people fairly. And all these CEOs, they get paid. They're not even the founders of the company. I I honestly get it if you're the founder. It's like, okay, you founded it. You paid your dues, whatever. But you're the CEO. You got basically voted in practically. And you're making $30 million a year. Probably more, honestly. But little D's, uh, wish me well, and I hope I sell something. And if you know, like I said, if you know any, anyone that wants to buy or sell, let me know. I'll help you. Um, this has been episode 81.